0: Yeah. Who,
1: who keeps a cleaner car you or your wife carly
0: 100 percent, me really oh yeah my wife's a hot mess and i am like so particular
1: hope talk a pcm podcast so we're talking right now with andrew rip good afternoon andrew how you doing, Ted? Thanks for having me on. You got it, man. It. You got it. Now, the last time I talked with you, you were—it was right after the tornadoes had ripped through Nashville and it forced you and your family out of your home into a back building that you all have.
0: Correct. Yeah, we've got a little. Thankfully, we had built a little studio back house for me to work out of and um, finished maybe six months before that tornado hit. So mm. we have a place to live that's not, you know, putting us in financial troubles while we get through this time. But, I mean, we're we're pretty much back to a good groove here. I mean, the neighborhood still looks pretty torn up. There's a couple houses that were completely gone and are already back up, like beautiful new structures. So there's a lot of hope on our street, and um, we're grateful.
1: When you hear now severe weather or thunderstorms, do you or your wife or your baby, do you all freak out because of that after living through that?
0: Yeah, the PTSD thing is very real. Um, it's not... It's just, I don't know that I'd say freak out. It's more of just like a deeper concern. Like, you know, you, you hear a tornado, and you don't, it, almost 100% of the time, you're like, it's all good. Go back to sleep. Like, it's just going to be, you know, in 15 minutes, we're going to be fine. The thing will be just be through and it won't actually land. But when it does, you're just like, wow, um, the realization that it could happen is enough to just make me a little bit more, my sensitivity a little bit more heightened. Yeah. Um, when I hear those sirens or when I even see, a, a you know, grayer skies coming in, I, I check. There's a guy on Twitter here in Nashville that kind of keeps us updated when there's something to be concerned about. So he he has given us some peace just knowing that he's on it.
1: The last time we talked, you were in the process of trying to raise some funding to plant trees in your neighborhood.
0: How's that correct. going? correct? So we raised eight thousand dollars for trees for the neighbors, like basically. I don't know how many trees we lost, probably a thousand trees. in in my just like subdivision and we've got 8,000 bucks to put up new trees, which we're planning to plant on the, on the one year anniversary, which will be March 3rd. Oh, cool. Um, Which also just so happens to coincide with a record that I'm releasing called Evergreen, which we did not (laughs) plan. So it's just cool. It's going to be cool timing. Um so it's it's going to be really special. It's it's another opportunity to bring the neighborhood back together and just, you know, create some more community. It's funny when something like that happens, it really does bring you together with your neighbors. There's a lot of people that we never knew their names. And now we do, you know, silver lining, I guess.
1: Well, we've got, there's now two Andrew Rip songs that we have on our our J-103 radio station, God Knows, which was the first one. And then the new one called Jericho, which, uh, by the way, the last time I checked your Facebook, Andrew, Jericho had 271 people that did not like the video you posted. Can you explain that?
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's good. You know, there's a friend of mine, I lived in California for a while and this buddy of mine had always had some really interesting things to say around haters is what they call them. You know, they, somebody, you put out this, this video, you put all this time and energy into and You wrote this song from the bottom of your heart and somebody's like, eh, thumbs down. (laughs) Well, my buddy says, you know what, man, if you ain't got haters, you ain't in the game.
1: Well, the one I'm talking about, I think you went by Anakin Skywalker, I believe.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Okay. So that guy, um he said something really funny. He was one of the comments um, not one of the negative comments, but referring to the people that clicked thumbs down on my video. He basically said, I'm pretty sure that the 271 people who clicked thumbs down on this video were in Jericho. <laughs> oh my gosh. It got me. I mean, rarely do I sit at my desk by myself and laugh, like just laugh my head off. <laughs> but I was for like five minutes after that. You know, it, <laughs> it's good.
1: Pretty, it's pretty amazing, Andrew, that uh, you've written a lot of songs that we know, No, but we don't Mm. relate them to you because they've been recorded by others. Rescue Story by Zach Williams is is one of those. Are there Mm -hmm. some that you hear when you hear them, you still get excited when you hear them? There and think, oh my goodness, yeah, I can't believe I, I had the opportunity to write that one.
0: Absolutely. I hope I never, you know, outgrow that that feeling. It's like a kid. You know, it's like when you fall in love with music for the first time. I remember watching. That band, Mashbox 20, it was the late 90s, they put out a song called Push and I was in love with it, so I went and saw their concert and um, I just remember standing in the the audience, it was the first live show I'd ever seen and that thing just came alive in me, I was like, I'm gonna do that, you know? So when I hear a song that I wrote, like I actually sat at this desk and put my pen to the paper, which I actually still do, a lot of people do it on their computer, Uh I use an actual pen and a paper.
1: What are some of those songs that you hear out there that other people have recorded that you wrote and you thought, gosh, that was a good one?
0: Pretty much anything that Coldplay has ever done. Wow. I just love him. Like He's also, Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay, he's got this voice on him that he could just kind of sing one note and you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. There's some quality and spirit in his voice that is just magnetic for me. Um, But I'll also say... Um, There's a song called Little Bit of Everything by the band Dawes. And I was just talking to a friend the other day about this song and how perfect it is. Um, It's just it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. I wish that would be one I wish I wrote.
1: Now, there's several artists, mainstream artists and and Christian artists that you've got to tour with. Are there any that you look back and you scratch your head and you say either, wow, I can't believe I did that or wow, I got to do that?
0: Uh, My friend Andy Grammer he is the one I was just talking to the other day that we brought up this little bit of everything song. Um, He became one of my best friends in the world. I mean, he's just got um, Jesus all over his heart and he's not in the Christian world. I don't even know where he's at a hundred percent just with his faith, but you can see the the fruit on his life because he lives with, uh, he just leads with love and cares for people and lifts people up and, He's very positive energy to be around. I just love being around him. So that would be one where I'm not only in awe that I got a chance to be on his tour um, because he was playing really big rooms, but also that that led to such a great friendship. You know,
1: I saw also on your social media here recently, sobriety celebration, 13 years, 13 years being sober from what do you mind sharing?
0: Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, I struggled with alcohol. That was my thing. A lot of my family members do too. So I come from a long line of alcoholism and generational bondage around that specific thing. But for me, the Lord really used that to reveal his power in my life. I had prayed for a long time trying to stop and it never worked. And there was a moment where I don't know if you have this moment in your life, maybe you do, I'm sure some folks that are listening do, but when you've said the same prayer a hundred times, but this time is different. It's like, it's you're coming from a place in your heart that you never accessed until this moment for whatever reason. And I remember calling out to God after, um, after, I don't know, probably 10 plus years of, of using, abusing alcohol and um, just cried out and said, if you're real, I, I can't do this. I cannot do this by myself. I've tried. So, if you're real, please manifest your power in me to let go of this thing that's got a hold of me in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, from that prayer on, I haven't wanted a drink. Wow. So, I, I you know, we hear about people praying over somebody and their, you know, physical body heals or some kind of miraculous thing. Well, that was a miracle for me because. It doesn't make any other sense other than the power of that prayer and the grace of God that followed. So it really helped me in my faith to see how not only real God is, but that he loves me. And that if I just kind of let go and give him my heart and tell him the truth, give him my stuff, um, it's amazing what, what can happen next.
1: Has God used that in you? I mean, I mean, can you think of people right now that come to mind that since he freed you from that, that you have had able to, you've been able to have that conversation with?
0: Absolutely. It's a conversation starter, um, in a lot of writing sessions, you know, a lot of people that, play music, have been around kind of a scene where, you know, if you're a musician, a lot of times your work happens at night because you're touring, you're playing out. So you're sitting at a venue and there's always a bottle of wine or a six pack in the fridge or the access to have a drink. So a lot of musician friends of mine struggle with the same thing, you know. Um, It's been a real honor of mine to, it looks like I'm, I'm strong or I'm powerful, but it wasn't me. It's like I get to I get to kind of point people to God who did it. And it's a really beautiful, beautiful honor that I have, you know, that he chose to reveal himself in that way and give me the grace over alcoholism like he did. Because there's other prayers that I've prayed around things that I struggle with. And it doesn't happen like that all the time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but... <laughs>
1: Well, here's yeah. a question. You've been since you've been cooped up there in the in the little house behind the big house yep. there for a while. Yep. Maybe you haven't been able to be. Hopefully, you're starting to get out a little bit more able to do that. How would you finish mm-hmm. this? sentence? we're talking with Andrew Rip today. If I have to do blank at home one more time, I'm going to scream.
0: Oh my gosh! There's so many things. <laughs> it, it, right now, it's been really tough because we're on top of each other and everybody's in that same zone. So it's little things that I think you know, like. I can't tell you how many times already today my little girl has spilled on the carpet in our tiny little living room. And it's like, I got to get up and clean it. And I try to remind myself that this is a gift. This is a gift. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Like this is usually the time that we would have uh help with the, with the child, whether it be at school or babysitter or, so we're having a lot more time with her which is beautiful but i'm cleaning up every single spill <laughs> what was the
1: most recent <laughs> spill what'd she spill this morning
0: she spilled the milk i mean it went everywhere there was a smoothie i make a smoothie i work out in the morning yeah. i'll make a little smoothie basically like 90 percent milk and then just a little bit of my stuff in there mix it up for her. and like i have full i feel really filled it up today man i really tried and within I don't know, I put it on the table, turned my back, and it was just not only spilled on the table, but the whole thing fell onto the floor and exploded. It was on the couch, it was on the rug, it was on the chair.
1: So recently, I saw that you posted on Facebook, five years ago, I locked my guitar away with no intention of ever picking it up again. My intention was to find out who Andrew Rip was without music. In the first week, my wife noticed me looking anxiously at my empty schedule on my phone over and over again. And she said Mm -hmm. something pretty meaningful.
0: Yeah, she. I've, I'm so lucky to have a wife that just is wise beyond both of our years combined. She's incredible. And she said, she's just watching me anxiously looking at my phone because I'm used to having a lot of things on my schedule. And in this time, the whole point was to not. Yeah. But I was struggling to get there. And she said, um, she's like, babe, you know that just because there's nothing on your schedule doesn't mean it's not full. And it just took me a minute. It started sinking in. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she, she's giving me permission to f- pursue God and secret, sweet, quiet time as my full-time job here in this season. And it was a, such an incredible gift because, you know, for me, I got a lot of worth in making things happen, you know, like a lot of us do. Sending the emails, writing the great song, putting putting it together, making the production sweet and fresh and sending it off and making sure – But it was like, God called me out of that to see who I was without it. Like, who are you without your job? And that was really hard for me. But I'm still unraveling that. But the one thing that I found was, um, the main thing that I found was, I'm a really great guy. I'm a great friend. I love my wife. And I don't need a guitar to win her over. And I don't need a guitar to win God over. God gave me a gift of being able to sing and to write words, Mm -hmm. but that's not why he loves me. That's just a gift he gave me.
1: Are you sure she didn't mean like, uh, you know, there's a bathroom wallpaper to be stripped or a room to be painted or something? That wasn't what she was getting at?
0: (laughs) No, she actually, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't stop. So it's like, (laughs) hey, dude, maybe you should take a breather and have a nap on the couch. You know, like you're going to fall over if you don't stop. So, yeah, I mean, she's just, she's wise beyond her years. That's all I can say.
1: Let me dig into the uh, I'm really normal file. Um, Who who keeps a cleaner car, you or your wife, Carly?
0: A hundred percent me. Really? Oh, yeah. My wife's a hot mess, and I am, like, so particular. I'm the one who makes the bed. I'm constantly, like, putting dishes away. I'm constantly vacuuming. I don't know what to tell you. I like to keep things pretty tidy. Although my desk right here does not look that way <laughs> right now, but I promise you, that's my vibe.
1: You and Danny Goke need to get a get get together. He's he's the same is, same is he thing. Clean? Same thing. You have to take off your oh, shoes when goodness. you come into his house.
0: Oh. Oh, that's next level. (laughs) That's next level. That is.
1: Once all of this stuff, and up in Nashville, I know y'all are still pretty locked down in downtown Nashville in that area. Big time. What's the first restaurant or first place you hope you can't wait to get back to where y'all can just walk into, sit down, and have a good meal?
0: I mean, there's three. My top three spots in Nashville that I'm just – I mean – we order the food from there because you know, but there's there's it's a whole nother level when you're in a restaurant with the energy of the people and there's conversation. So it would be uh, a place called Lachlan Table, a place called Folk, and a place called Rolf and Daughters. Those are my three top spots in Nashville.
1: Wow, what what's the cuisine at those?
0: Uh, it's just it's all really healthy, organic stuff, so you feel good when you leave. Lachlan Table is more of kind of like my. My go-to when, you know, you kind of need a little bit of a warm hug. It's got like, they've got like bolognese spaghetti that I always get. It's unbelievable. Uh But Robin Daughters is um, pasta, homemade. You know, they make it right there and it's just next level. And then Folk is the kind of place you walk in and you're like, tell the chef to bring me whatever. I don't even care. Just do it. I'm in. Anything he can think of.
1: What was the last thing he brought you? What's something that that you got?
0: (laughs) The thing that stood out, always stands out there, which has become a staple of mine is, and this doesn't sound super great and not something I would order anywhere else, but they have a clam wood-fired pizza with clams on it. I know, kind of weird, but I'm telling you, if you got into it, you wouldn't want anything else for the rest of your life. Oh, my goodness. All right,
1: to wrap up here with you, Andrew, and thank you so much for your time today. How can I and our listeners, how can they pray and minister to you, Andrew Rip, and wow. your family?
0: Um, I just think there's a uh, there's a lot of we're we're in really good shape, just personally, our family, like you know, firsthand. But we've got some friends of ours that are going through some uh, some just health stuff. Specifically, uh, a, a really close friend of mine named Brendan. He's got some migraines happening, and has had a migraine so intense over the last two weeks that he's getting MRIs and getting scans and he's at that stage of it and they don't know what it is yet. So immediately when you said, do you need prayer? That's what we're doing in prayer is we're lifting him up and they've got a little boy and his wife now is taking care of the little boy, um, full time. So there's a lot on her and just emotionally, like the whole family just needs some peace and, um, I think that that would be my, my prayer request right now. Just peace of mind um, legitimately over, over my friend, Brendan um, in his brain and in his body. And then peace of mind for his wife as they walk through it.
1: Amen. Can I pray with you
0: real quick? I'd love it. Thanks, man.
1: God, I just thank you so much for Andrew and for Carly and their daughter and Lord, just how you're using them, even in the storms of life and the things that they've experienced this last year. God, you're shining through. You're that bright rainbow and that light that's shining through them into their neighborhood, the people that they see that they may not even see noticing them, but they are. And God, I thank you that Brendan has a friend like Andrew and his family. Mm-hmm. And and God, that you would just continue to heal Brendan as, as only you can, as the great physician I pray that you would guide the doctors and nurses and the tests the MRIs and all of that help those medical professionals father that you've gifted and talented and given talents and grace help them to be able to see what it is they can do to to be your hands and feet and your your healing powers in his life God I pray for Brandon's wife and for his uh, his son that you would just bless them give them hope and the peace and the encouragement that they need to make through this and to uh, and to trust in you and to look to you God we love you and I thank you for Andrew's ministry and exactly how you are blessing and impacting my life, our lives, and others uh, because of the words that you're giving him, the music you're giving him uh, to share with us. We love you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.